I'd like to consider a passage with you this morning. It is 1 Corinthians 2, verse 9. I has not seen, nor ear heard, nor have entered into the heart of man the things which God has prepared for those who love him. I have a question for you. What's more difficult for us to obtain, possessions or contentment? Well, it can't be that first one. Getting possessions is easy for us. We have so many belongings. Our closets are full. Our garages have so much stuff in there that you can hardly get your car in or cars. No, I think that second one is harder for us. And God knows this, so he says, having food and clothing, with these we shall be content. Most people love getting something for nothing. I mean, who doesn't love getting a gift? The problem is, the more we receive, the more material goods we accumulate, the more we want. And then the mere wanting turns into downright demanding. Yeah, we are quick to hold our hand out in expectation of a handout. A few years ago, there was a football game, and this player came off the field, and he was pretty upset with the turn of events, and he hooked his helmet into the air, and it landed in the crowd a couple of rows up. And, uh, and, and next thing we saw, NFL employees were trying to retrieve this helmet from a fan, but the fan didn't want to give it up. This expensive piece of equipment fell right into his lap, so he automatically thought, well, now it's mine. An adult version of finders keepers, I guess. And then there's the story of this woman who was in the drive-thru at McDonald's, and she, well, apparently wasn't getting her chicken McNuggets in a timely manner. So naturally, she got out of the car and started wailing away at the employee in the booth. I guess she was really hungry. But both of these are just signs of the demanding, spoiled brat entitlement times in which we live. We want a good deal, and we want it now. God is all too willing to give us a gift that we can't imagine. Not by works of righteousness, which we have done, but according to the mercy he According to his mercy, he saved us through the washing of regeneration and renewing of the Holy Spirit, that having been justified by his grace, we should become heirs according to the hope of eternal life. God wants us to focus on the bigger picture of spiritual gifts, not material goods, but those gifts that are of a spiritual nature, that those who are called may receive the promise of the eternal inheritance. And this gift of our eternal inheritance is absolutely free. Our problem is that by nature, we don't want it. We don't want this free gift. The Apostle Paul told the Corinthians I think I missed a slide, so I'll skip ahead. Yes, there we go. The Apostle Paul said to the Corinthians, I has not seen nor ear heard nor have entered into the heart of man the things which God has prepared 
for those who love him. By nature, the idea of the gospel, the idea of a free gift, is not even in our heart. We have to be taught this. And it does seem incredible, doesn't it? The whole story of how God the Father would send Jesus, his only son, from heaven to be born of a virgin, to live a perfect life and die an innocent death on the cross for sinners, for sinners that couldn't lift a finger to save themselves no matter how they try. It's a ridiculous story if you really think about it. It's outrageous. A friend of mine told me it's an outrageous story for us, you know, but it's 100% true. And it's exactly what Paul meant by those first couple of phrases, eye has not seen nor ear heard. We, we could never come up with this. I mean, you could interview people on the street and you could ask them, how could God save us from our sins? And they would never come up with this gospel. That's what Paul meant when he said, eye has not seen nor ear heard. In a million years, we could never imagine this because it's so foreign to our human nature, our sinful human nature. And what's more, this is not found in our heart. It has to be revealed to us by the Holy Spirit. The Spirit causes us to believe an outrageous truth. What makes it outrageous is our human nature. And we, we're almost conditioned to this, aren't we? Because we live in systems here on earth that are meritorious. If you want an A in school, you have to earn it. If you want to be a really good volleyball team, you have to put in the work. If you want to be an excellent cross-country runner, you have to put in the extra mile. No one's going to hand you that first place trophy. You have to earn it. How about that job promotion? If you want to be promoted in your place of work, you can't be sloughing your way through, coming in late half the time. You have to earn that pay raise. Here's a, today's Latin lesson. It's the term opinio legis. According to World Press, opinio legis is that part of each of us that wants to have some part in our salvation. The part that wants to earn heaven in some small way. This is part of our human nature. It points to that rut that we're in, where it's so ingrained in us that whatever we get, we have to earn. Here's the greatest gift ever, and it falls right into our lap, but many refuse it still. And the only reason you don't reject it is that the Holy Spirit has worked saving faith in your heart. We have a God that wants to give us the spiritual gifts. And they're there for the asking. He wants us to have faith, forgiveness, peace. He wants us to ask for these things. Uh, as, as Luther said, he gives us these things even without our asking. And they're not free, though, are they? I mean, there is a price, but it's already been paid. You can get something 
for nothing today on your part. All you have to do is ask. Ask, and it will be given to you. Seek, and you will find. Knock, and it will be opened to you. And what's more is that our inheritance has a guarantee. It's the stamp of the Holy Spirit who is the guarantee of our inheritance until the redemption of the purchased possession to the praise of His glory. When Civil War General Thomas Stonewall Jackson was about to die, it would seem that he was looking forward to a heavenly inheritance too. Just as the Israelites were crossing over the Jordan River to enter and receive their earthly promised land, Stonewall anticipated a spiritual crossing over. And so in his, in his mind, it was like crossing over the river. And so his final words on his deathbed were, let us cross over the river and rest beneath the shade of the trees. You do, you do have a priceless treasure awaiting you, a priceless inheritance that you can look forward to an inheritance incorruptible and undefiled and that does not fade away, reserved in heaven for you. And we sing of this in the words of stanza one from hymn 660 on your screen. Mm-hmm. 